Wonderful. Please take a seat. Now, children, this is the moment where you guys get clipboards, and they are coming out, I think, around the church. That's it. Becky's going to grab those. And whilst those clipboards come out, and you should have a pen or a pencil or something. Uh, What I do with these, by the way, if you're not familiar, is you have to draw three pictures, children. There's going to be three things you need to listen out for in this message, three things you're going to draw. And if you produce three pictures, and at the end of the service, you take your clipboards back to Becky, and there's three lovely pictures on there, then there may be a little little something, little something-something for you if your parents say that's all right. Okay. Now, while those clipboards come out, we're going to read to each other. It says in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul says you've got to read psalms to each other, right? He actually says that. Speak psalms and hymns to one another in all praise and thanksgiving. So we're going to do that. And I'm going to split the church in half. We're going to read the end of Psalm 69. And I'm going to split the church into the left-hand side. And I think I've got a slide for this. So the left-hand side are going to say the green words. Can we have those? Psalm 69 is the reading right. Left-hand side, you're looking out for green text. So these guys, you guys here, left-hand side. Right-hand side, you're looking out for blue text. Okay, and we're going to read this. It's only three verses. I think we can manage that. Okay, so left-hand side, are you ready? Here we go. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Next verse. This more now the thing is you've just been concentrating on reading your bit and you probably haven't taken in the psalm so let's do it one more time this time We're going to think about the words a little bit more carefully. So let's roll it back. Back to the beginning. Psalm 69, we'll do the same thing. A bit louder, a bit more gusto maybe. Psalm 69, starting with the left-hand side. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God indeed. Right, so we're going to look at that first. There's three verses there from the Psalm, Psalm 69. Let's pull up the first one. And we're going to say this first point, children, are you ready for the first drawing? I will glorify God with thanksgiving. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Okay, listening to this, children, this took me like 45 minutes. When we give thanks to God for food and drink, healthy bodies, warmth and shelter, fun and hobbies, friends and family, clothing and shoes, beds and blankets, TV and news, movies and smoothies, jams and jellies, sport and athletics, soaps and smellies, board games and books, 
Schools and teachers, tablets and phones, fields and creatures. When we thank God for these, we give him the glory, we make him the hero in the world's greatest story. They are. It's a B grade GCSE English. Now, children, when we give thanks to God for everything that we have, the little things, the big things, the everyday things, your journey to school, your teachers and adults in the classroom, your food on the table, the warmth at home, we are bringing the greatness of God into view like a telescope, okay? So the first thing I want you to draw, box number one, is a telescope, right? And I don't want some fiddly little thing. I want a massive one. Like, so you're going to have to draw a house or a tree next to it so that we get a sense perspective. A huge telescope. And on the side of your telescope, I want you to write the words, like the brand on the side of it, Thanksgiving down the side of your telescope. Because your thanks, thankfulness, a thankful heart will we'll magnify, it will glorify God, it will bring God into view. Now, while you draw your telescopes, here's a word for the adults. Um, adults, we're telescopes, not microscopes. Here's the difference. Microscopes make small things, small, tiny, insignificant things look bigger. Whereas telescopes make huge things, magnificent things, great, mighty, awesome things begin to appear as big as they really are. So we're not microscopes when we give thanks to God. We're trying to be telescopes. If you like, put it another way, a con artist who wants to sell you a second-hand car makes a rubbish thing a small and insignificant thing look better than it really is, and it's a whole fraud. But a true artist, a real artist, brings something beautiful into view, makes something wonderful, makes something already a beauty to behold, something breathtaking, brings it into the view of others. And the brush strokes that bring the Lord God into view is thanksgiving and praise and we're to do that and we know it when we see it don't we when we see a thankful heart when we see a thankful person you guys must know someone like that i'm not talking about someone who's kind of sellotape their cheeks high up like this and is always polite and happy and all that kind of thing but adults that deep sense of contentment contentment settled steady state contentment that points away from ourselves and says there's a giver so we thank god we become like telescopes we bring god into view with thankful hearts okay second thing children are you ready for number two okay second verse let's have the second verse up the second verse we did this is verse 31 thankfulness thanks and praise will please the lord more than an ox more than a bull with its horns and hooves. So, who wants to see some bulls with horns and hooves? Shall we put some on the screen? Rod, can you put the bulls with horns and hooves? Look, there they are. 
Look at those huge horns. Mighty creatures. Look at the size of them. You get a little side-on view there. Look at them. Huge. Now, these creatures that can stay on for a moment, they're impressive in and of themselves. When you stand next to one of them, right, if you've done that, if you've been down to the farm or anything like that, they're big. They're scary. They're slightly unnerving when you get next to such a big creature. Also, incredibly useful. These animals can tow, can pull. They're like ancient farm machinery. They'd be used to farm the land. They were very, very useful. They were extremely valuable. They'd have been worth a lot to those ancient farmers. And they themselves could be a massive source of food. If one of those animals was killed, it could provide food for many people, or it could provide food for family for a long time. Now, bringing one of these animals, okay, you can close it off now, bringing one of these animals to the Lord as a gift would be like bringing like a, you know, a tractor, right, or a combine harvester, something very, very useful on the farm, or a huge wad of cash, or an enormous table full of delicious and rich foods. It would be very extravagant. But the Lord says, the Lord says, that a thankful heart, genuine thanks, genuine praise, he's into that more than showy gifts. Yeah? Because if you'd have brought an ox down to church in those days, that would have been a big, very significant gift. And the Lord's like, I'd prefer it if I just had a sincere heart of thanks and praise than I would to have one of those things. So here's what I would like you to draw. You can draw, you can draw an ox or a bull if you want. Whenever I try and do those, it comes out looking like a very, very strange creature indeed. But you can try and draw an ox or a bull. Maybe you prefer to draw a tractor or a combine harvester. Um, you could draw a big table full of delicious food. Right? You could put all your favorite sweets and treats on there. Or something else really precious. Think of something precious. Right? And once you've drawn it, or as you've drawn it, think to yourself, the Lord would prefer heart of thanks and praise than he would any of those things okay now as you draw that okay that's drawn in two adults why is it why is it that the lord doesn't want our gifts let me suggest to you it's a bit uh, it's very very it's linked this idea to psalm 50 so let me read you psalm 50 it's not on the screen this is the lord speaking he says, I have no need of a bull from your stall or of goats from your pens. For every animal of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains and the insects in the fields are mine. If I were hungry, if I were hungry, I would not tell you for the world is mine and all that is in it. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High and call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. Now that little passage gives you an insight as to what people were doing. You see? 
They were bringing their gifts, right? Their tremendous animals, their bulls and their oxen, whatever. And they brought them to God as if God needed them in some way. And so instead, you see what's happened? Instead of the person bringing the gift going, Lord God, I need you. I need you to survive. I need you to thrive. And here is my gift of thanks. Here it is. The whole thing just gets turned right around. You see that? And instead of saying, God, I need you. And here are my gifts of thanks. It becomes, God, you need me. And you need my gifts. And you need my thanks. And so the whole act of thanks is perverted. Now, we live in an age of celebrity pastors with great gifts, publishing contracts. We live in an age of mega churches, huge cathedrals, showy worship, many thousands of pounds worth of art, silver, multimedia output. And if we're not careful, some of those gifts which ought to be gifts of thanks to God can become you know, Lord, you need this. You need me. You need me. I'm an influencer. I have things. I, you can use me. I can be on your PR team. You need me to look good. And so we think, oh, I'll give these gifts to God so that God looks good. Now that attitude is alive and well. And as we come to God with our gifts and our offerings, the Lord says, don't bring me those bulls and goats and oxen and your fancy gifts until you've brought me yourself and you've brought me your honest thanksgiving. Don't bring to public acts of worship showy items when you cannot give in the privacy of your own heart and your inner life genuine thanks and praise. God would rather have that. He would rather have. He'll build his church, he'll build his people, and he'll build his kingdom on genuine thanks and praise. That will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a, a bull with its horns and hooves. Right, number three. Here we go. So we say, glorify God with thanksgiving. We're going to bring God into view going to become like telescopes as we give thanks to God. We do that with sincerity, right? Check yourself. Am I saying to God, you need me? Here are my gifts. You're privileged to have me. Or are we saying, thank you, God. I need you. And I'm nothing without you. Because if we do that, we will draw others in who are seeking the Lord. That's the third verse there. Psalm 69, verse 32. The poor will see. Here's the outcome one of the outcomes the poor will see and be glad you who seek God may your hearts live now children here we go when you give thanks to God you become like a CPR machine all right so here you go you can put your boards down and you can make a couple paddles with your hands here we go and whoever sat next to you, you're going to shock them you can put your hands on their chest or somewhere discreet and shock them to life there you go do that I give you permission. <laughs> All right. 
bang. We bring people to life. Think of Jesus. Now think of Jesus here. When even he, the son of the living God, when he broke bread, remember when he broke bread and fed a multitude, a huge crowd? It's recorded in the Gospels. He looked up. He looked up to heaven. And he gave thanks. And he blessed the Lord. And then he broke it. And everyone saw that that day. Everyone saw him go, thank you, Lord. And breaking the bread. And it fed that huge crowd and then everyone knew that day and whenever people see that act of thankfulness everyone knows where the good gifts are coming from and so here you go children you can draw if you like right by your thankfulness you can bring life to others because they'll see in you the thanks given to God, and they'll be drawn to God themselves. So by your life, you could become a heartbeat for others. So you can draw one of those ECG things. You can draw like one of those heartbeat things. You could draw Jesus maybe breaking bread. You could draw a picture of broken bread, right, and him giving thanks like that. Or a shocked face, wow. You could do a face going, wow. God is good, God is giver. And then while you draw that, the third picture, you draw those. Here we have, adults, the only thing that we'll really ever need to be really good evangelists. There's a temptation, isn't there, I think, when we, when we think, okay, I want to share the Lord Jesus with friends, family, colleagues, neighbors. Maybe I've got to have the arguments or the strategy or the tactics, the logic. I've got to know what's going on in every single worldview in order to be able to speak into that. I've got to say the right things and do the right things. How about just honest, thankful, genuine, consistent praise <laughs> and a life of thanksgiving? That is a powerful evangelistic tool people will see that and they'll go who is this giver who is the giver that makes someone so thankful and full of praise and if you've lost that sense of deep thankfulness then you're in good company because so did david so did king david and he forgot it and so he told himself don't forget it he said praise the lord my soul all my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord. Forget not all his benefits. See? See what David's doing there? It's like, I forget a lot. I forget the benefits of God. I forget it. So he's saying, soul, don't forget it. He's preaching to himself. Listen, soul, don't forget the Lord and all his benefits. Who forgives your sins, he lists them forgives your sins, heals your diseases, redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So when we're, when we're feeling that lack of thankfulness, and it happens, and I feel it, that's when we gaze, isn't it, at the cross, we survey. We're going to sing in a moment, when I survey the wondrous cross. 
Because there, don't we, we get the Lord of the harvest himself. There he is, the Lord Jesus, the Lord of the harvest, becoming an offering. He himself becoming an offering so that we might know forgiveness, healing, those precious gifts. That though I'm unworthy before the Lord, he forgives and heals. And there he is, the Lord of the harvest, becoming an offering himself. The Lord who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I've had that verse already today. The Lord who owns the cattle on a thousand hills becomes himself like a lamb. Silently led away to face a forsaken death that no one in this room trusting in him will ever have to face. Not like that. Not a forsaken death. And the Lord of heaven and earth becomes that sacrifice of praise so that when we're weak in our thanksgiving, you feel that? Oh, I've got nothing. I can't offer God anything. I have nothing. Even my thanks is weak. I can't do it. And I don't feel it. And so there he is, the Lord of heaven and earth, becoming himself the greatest thank offering to the Lord. He on our behalf says to the Lord God, here it is, the greatest offering of sacrifice and praise and thanksgiving. On our behalf, so that our failures mean nothing. Our failures in thanks and our failures in praise are all swallowed up in his great sacrifice of praise. Forget not it, forget it not, O oh my soul. Don't forget it. Don't forget all his benefits. Praise the Lord in song. Glorify him with thanksgiving. So Mary and um, Lewis, if you want to join up, uh, up here on the chancel, we're going to sing these words. Were the whole realm, were the whole realm of nature mine, it were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine. Demands my soul, my thankful soul, my thankful heart, my sincere praise, my life, my all. We're going to sing that. Children, you're going to sing it with us. We're going to sing this song. We'll round up the service with some notices after that, and then you can show me, show Becky, maybe show your other adults here, your clipboards, show us your pieces of art. Well done. <laughs>